You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, and as always, alongside my wife, Pam. Hey, hola. We explore the wisdom and skills and have conversations to help frame what goes on in your marriage behind closed doors so that you can have better conversations where you reside and hopefully propel things forward. Right. So some of the weeks we have uh, some of the world's smartest relationship minds and conversations with authors, counselors, psychologists, professors, doctors. Smart people everywhere. And sometimes, like today, you and I. Two well, smart people. We're smart. We're smart, I, I think. <laughs> if you're new to the show and you're looking for a simple way to tell your friends about SMR, we highly suggest the episode starter packs. These are collections of our favorite episodes organized by topic. So to help new listeners get a taste of everything we do here on the show, you can find those at smrnation.com forward slash starter. And if you got some feedback or something we missed or you want us to address specifically, send us a message by calling the show at 214-702-9565. Or as always, for over 11 years now, feedback at sexymergeradio.com is our inbox address. So let us know what's going on in your world, and we're happy to speak into that. Or if you like what's going on, let us know. We love hearing the feedback, too. Yeah. Uh, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, a topic that keeps coming up over the course of just the cycles of society mm-hmm. and our show and emails is what's normal sex? Okay. All right. What are the characteristics that, that make up normal sex? Why do we want normal sex? Am I adding a you're question that they're not even... You're going a whole different way, okay. baby, but I like where you're going there because okay. let's not just be normal. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. What's normal? What's, okay. What are the normal aspects of sex? That's fun. Okay. And what what show, what's, what I've come across and know about okay. out there. And then on today's extended version today, which is deeper, longer, and no, there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Um there's some conditions that people have for enjoying sex. Yeah. Well, and we're going to talk some about some people. Doesn't everybody have yeah, certain conditions? Well, for Everybody has conditions. You are okay. correct. So okay. we're going to talk about what are some of the main standard conditions that people have for enjoying sex. Okay. All that's coming up on today's show. Okay. So Pam, one of the things over the years of doing this show, um, all the emails we've had, mm-hmm. thousands of emails we've had mm-hmm. over the years, people we've talked to at the getaways, mm-hmm. uh, some training I've done just recently um, with Dr. Marty Klein mm-hmm. and just the couples I've worked with, one of the things that's always out there is what's normal, right? How, how do I know I'm normal? How do I know I'm normal? How do I know the sex that we're having is normal? All of it. In our marriage Right, because I want to fit okay. in. I want to I be seen as I'm among the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I am, I'm usual. Mm-hmm. I'm ordinary, even though most people wouldn't say I want ordinary, but there's an element of us that wants to know I'm not way out here on this limb and a freak. <laughs> or or the, I've got company, right? It, it, it's, it, it's nice to know when I've got something going on. Um, there's other people that have walked through it so that I can talk with them. Or right? are in it right now, right? In, because in if right they're now. facing yeah. it, then I can too. You know, there is a phrase out there, if another man can do it, so can I, you know, mm-hmm. and if another couple can survive this, so can we. All right. So I think there's different motivations on why we want to know this because it helps us feel a part of the crowd or gives mm-hmm. us hope, gives us comfort, peace, 
or that we're just not off the deep end. Camaraderie. Yeah. But when I when you think about this, most of the time I think this question is asked on okay, what's the normal levels of frequency? Mm-hmm. What's average? Mm-hmm. You know, because normal and average can be put together. I mean, that's the same thing we talk about with the weather, right? Sure. That what's average for today? What's the normal high? What's the normal low? Right. Mm-hmm. But you can that that encompasses all of everything. It's all an aggregate mm-hmm. to create that. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about what's normal when we're talking about sexuality, and this is in the West. Right, this is among Western culture okay. is where this would be coming from. Okay. So if you want to talk about what the number one characteristic of couples having sex in marriage, and that's another qualifier in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. is they most likely have sex when they're tired. Yeah. <laughs> right? Ding. Because it's ding, towards ding. the end of the day. Got it. I you're, nailed it. You're exhausted. <laughs> we're, we're doing it, baby. We're normal. <laughs> um, but it's because it's not the priority that it once was, possibly. Maybe it never has been where you've put a whole lot of energy or more aptly stated, one person has put a lot of energy towards it. The other hasn't when they can actually finally have the sex. Mm-hmm. It's towards the end of the day. They're tired. They just woke up. They're not quite awake. They don't have a whole lot of energy. I mean, there are aspects and times where, yes, it's in a better time and you're both engaged and excited and really involved. But for a majority of the time, most couples, I would say the sex when they're tired is a big characteristic. Yeah. Another characteristic is they, they probably still to this day, even after many years of doing it with each other and many years of marriage, they probably still have some unrealistic expectations. Yeah. You're I, still holding I, out I hope. Can't argue with that one. Right. I still, maybe this is the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. it'll be it'll yeah. flow simple this time. Maybe they'll actually initiate it. Right. Maybe they'll get on top. Maybe they'll turn the light on. Maybe you know, and mm-hmm. and it's just these unrealistic expectations. And a lot of times they're unspoken expectations too. Yeah. Another aspect is there's awkwardness and self consciousness still. Okay. I mean that makes sense to me. I I can't argue with any yeah. of these. Most couples probably still can confuse arousal and desire. Confusing arousal and desire. I don't know what yeah. the differences are between those okay. two. And I'll confess, even as a PhD level clinician, mm-hmm. I can get caught up in this. Confusing arousal and desire. You, you get overwhelmed and you get lost. You get frustrated and you're like, I don't even know what I'm dealing with here. And you don't even know what okay. I'm feeling. I don't know what that really is. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. And then, or you can confuse arousal and enjoyment. Oh, well, that's an interesting one because how can I be aroused if I'm not enjoying it? I guess. I guess you can. You, yeah, you can. Okay. I mean, there are, there's aspects of life. Actually, Emily, Emily Nagowski, if I'm remembering correctly, has talked about um, it's incongruent arousal where your mind is in it, but your body's not, or your body's in it and your mind is not. Okay. And that's a dynamic that is true and real. It's mm-hmm. unwanted on one aspect rather than ho- the whole of you. Yeah. And that's a real thing. Mm. That's an interesting concept right mm-hmm. there. Um, it's one-sided. It's fairly normal. Oh, I would, yeah. I, I would think that that might be right up there. Well, And these are not a rank okay. order, right? Okay, okay. I, the only okay. one I put a, a characteristic of a ranking was sex when tired. When tired, yeah. Because I think for the most people listening, they'd be like, yeah, we probably fit that category. And if yeah. you don't, please email us in and let us know how. 
Right. Are you? Uh, <laughs> What's your keys and when, tips? <laughs> yeah, I've got some assumptions about those people, and and they're ones that probably uh, my assumption is no kids at home. For sure, no little ones. No little, yeah, no little ones. Well, that's just really the main assumption right there is the kid thing. <laughs> okay, and they're retired. Um. Well, re- retired did come to my head, but I didn't want to be that person. But. <laughs> I don't know. I know some people in the academy will email us. That's us. We're right? that's us. Yeah. We're there. Um, it's also also can be uh, focused solely on pleasure. It's at the expense, and we're not thinking about connection. The connection. It's just my personal pleasure. The companionship, the passion, the erotic. The it's just pleasure. It's just physical pleasure. It's all it's focused on. Okay. Even as a couple, I mean, we both could come into it with this. This is just a purely physical thing. But when I'm looking at it, when we say it's just purely for pleasure, is it about, we're not saying that it's necessarily just about one, well, we said it's one-sided Right, well, that could fit into it, absolutely. It's just all about my pleasure, or it's just all about your pleasure. Maybe I'm just focused on your pleasure. That's all I care about that That's okay with me if you're focused on my pleasure. I like the way you're going with that. Um, Some of it is questionable on if you're sober. That's a normal characteristic today. It's questionable on, on if you're the, the levels of sobriety when you're having sex because some. So we're saying it's normal for one part, at least one, one partner, to not be sober. Yeah, because there is an element of I'm going to get this to unwind, and that'll help me get interest in a little more amorous, and okay. or it's a necessity. It's a crutch. It's a component that I use mm-hmm. when it comes to being engaged in sex. Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't know what your partner likes. It's normal to not know what my partner likes. I think likes. there's a lot of couples out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know Just what they really sure like. making sure I'm clear. Yeah. And okay. that's kind of all these are characteristics of one or both. Maybe doesn't even know what she, each other likes. This episode's sponsored by BetterHelp. Without the help of a good therapist at various times in my life, particularly the times when uh, I was at my lowest because of my own doing or life circumstances doing, let's face it, we all get stuck. We all do things that are just ridiculously stupid. And sometimes we absolutely need some help. And that's where therapy comes in. BetterHelp is an outstanding way to connect with a therapist because it's 100% online. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent, or trying to navigate through loss or something that's been destructive or the possibility of losing something. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's helped match over 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists, and it's available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to match you with the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless search for the right therapists. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com SMR. That's betterhelp.com SMR. And again, as always, this is one therapist recommending other therapists with BetterHelp. Again, you could make some assumptions, but you've never flat out asked. Boy, that and that one, I, I, I would, I would agree there. And that one, that one makes me super sad. Just thinking, I'm, we're been, how long have we been having sex together? And and I'm not inquiring. I'm not. 
picking well, up the cues. And, but also I'm some t- of it's completely understanding. And I think that goes back to the awkwardness, right? Uh-huh. That's what makes it normal is it feels awkward to me to ask these questions. It feels awkward to me. It would be disruptive because I'm focusing solely on pleasure. See how all these are yeah. weaving together. Yeah. okay. And But some of it also is understandable because I, I we could read each other well enough, but is it an accurate read? When I would touch or do this way back then, it created this. But now, does it still create the same thing? Have I inquired and paid attention enough to see? Because we change. Yeah. We evolve. We grow up. Things shift and adjust. And what worked once maybe doesn't work the next time. Or Um, what didn't work before might work now. mm -hmm. So here's, here's, as we keep going, some more. Um, You don't, maybe some people go into this, don't expecting to enjoy it. Don't expecting. They don't expect to enjoy it. Thank you. They don't expect to enjoy it. You are correct. I totally mixed up the wording on that one. Um, So that's, um, yeah, that's an interesting one. And I guess I could say I had fallen victim to that because I'm so tired, um, because it might have been Mm one-sided at one point. So I'm not going to... I just assume I'm not going to enjoy this particular... Well, and it also fits in another one. There's a possibility of it's physically uncomfortable or it's even painful. And so if that's been in the history, then I'm not going to expect to enjoy this Mm -hmm. because that is the one thing that's akin to the the, uh, erectile dysfunction or difficulties that can happen. There's waiting for the shoe to drop. Even if you've had had painful sexual experiences Mm -hmm. in the past, Mm -hmm. deep in your mind is that um, it's going to happen again. Well, it's triggering it, right? That's right. how the brain works. Right. And so I am I can go into this. At the very least, I can go into it with an apprehension. Are there any positive normal things? Because all of these <laughs> things sound so negative. It's like, oh, why would they do this if wait, this is normal sex? Wait with me. Okay. We're, okay. We're, we're, we'll see. Okay. Because again, maybe there's not. Um, you feel rushed is a normal thing. You don't uh, have time to let it unfold. If you're tired, I can see that one going right. If you're or doing if this. you're in a busy schedule with a busy household with lots of stuff going on, hey, I got, I got X number of minutes. Let's go. We mm-hmm. got time. And again, all of these can have anomaly X uh, outliers of well, this the weekend away is different. The vacation could be different because there's a different kind of a focus. But we're just talking about the normal day to day interactions yeah. that most couples can have. Yep. Okay. Um, I already mentioned the feel, the feeling dis, or feeling disconnected from your partner. Mm-hmm. It's not a connecting thing. Mm-hmm. I actually feel disconnected. Yeah. When doing this, or after thinking about it, I can feel awkward or self conscious. This is a real prominent one. Mm-hmm. I think because it's still a lot of people, even if they've been well practiced and well versed with sex, there can be a component of, yeah, I still feel awkward. <laughs> I still, yeah, I'm still really self conscious about. That act, that move, that position, that yeah. aspect. Yeah, no, please. I hope they don't ask that. I hope they don't want to do this because yeah. I still feel really awkward Yeah, about that. Um, uncomfortable asking for what they want. Yeah. There's taboo things around that, right? So I'm, I could be uncomfortable because maybe they've rejected me Maybe they, I, I think that they're going to say that that's off limits or they're going to think I'm gross, dirty or perverted or something because I want this. Yeah. Or the other side of it is I don't know what I want because I've never actually done the work to 
ask myself those questions. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I'm uncomfortable letting that even be known. Yeah. Which is still sending a pretty sophisticated message Yeah. of, I don't care about this enough to figure it out for myself, even for your benefit mm-hmm. or for mine. So that's a huge one. Um, one or both don't climax. Yeah, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, times you fantasize about some, you fantasize in order to climax. Mm-hmm. You don't, you disconnect and actually go somewhere else mm-hmm. to be able to climax. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be concerned that you aren't attractive. Can be concerned how you look. Again, that's a self-conscious, awkward, unrealistic, or awkwardness. You know, there's themes of this that are repetitive in some regards. Okay. And then the last one I've got down is just you're worried you're going to have a dysfunction, worried that something's not going to go right. Okay. And so if you think about it, and again, these are playing out in individuals trying to do an act with another individual. Well, no wonder there are a lot of people that when they start winding their days down, aren't real anticipatory excited about heading to bed sometimes (laughs) because you look at all of what constitutes normal in the way we're framing it at least. Yeah, there can be a lot of uh, stress and anxiousness Mm -hmm. surrounding all of those things. Hopefully one person doesn't have all of those things going on at the same time. (laughs) That's a lot to deal with. That, That is, and I would say probably if you think back through that list, we all could resonate with it multiple of those at times. Yeah, yeah. Throughout uh, our lives yeah, together. Can't disagree with that. Because again, some of these are circumstantial. Some of those we can't control. Mm-hmm. Some of those are, you know what, we are in such a busy season right now or a chaotic stage of life right now that tired sex is what we have. But maybe in the and here's where I think you were talking about are any of these good or positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what I want to do is we shift this and then we'll head into the the extended content here in just a few minutes mm-hmm. too and talk even more in depth at it. But what I want to do is shift this to let, let it realize, okay, if that's what most people are experiencing, I can tweak some of my meanings and reasons associated with what I'm seeking to reframe the characteristics. Okay. Because could tired sex actually be connecting sex because if if most of the sex we may normally have or usually have is a drawn out physical affair well what about the aspects of tender loving making love mm-hmm. kinds of sex yeah i wouldn't use the word affair in there event i hear where you're going with that but i okay i don't want to use that word cuz that's not where you're going and no it's not it where has I, two meanings no you're absolutely right because words matter and that's kind of what we're talking about with this whole thing pam is this idea of All right, when you hear sex when tired, unrealistic expectation, not knowing what my partner likes, if that's what's normal, the easy fix is maybe I ask, what do you really like? Yeah. That's that's how I become abnormal. How could we? (laughs) Or weird or different. And I start changing the aspect of my marriage. I start changing the aspect of that dynamic. Yeah. Hey, babe, how could we have sex sometime when we're not so tired? Right. Could we let's carve out a little bit of time to make this yeah. happen this week? Or I I think of it on this regard. Uh, um, if anybody's a Dave Ramsey fan out there, you know, he says, "Live like no other, so that you can live like no other." Right. Right. Get rid of the debt. Get rid of all that junk that's 
bearing you down and killing your freedom, your financial freedom, so that one day in the future, you can give, you can be debt free, mm-hmm. you can have all this freedom. And I think of it the same way in, in set, if these are the characteristics of what really is normal. What's actually happening when we're what not we're trying about. to get more out of this relationship with the, our spouse, of this aspect of our relationship. Well, let's do these other things that we talk about on all these episodes of the show right. and that we'll talk about more today. Let's do that so that we can live like no other. Right. Right. And have sex like no other. And have sex like no other. I mean, fantastic. Enjoy one another like no other. Right. So that's, that's how we flip this to start to realize, yes, it can feel like this is a negative connotation. But when I adjust the meaning I attach to it, I empower myself. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, psychologically speaking, Big changes don't necessarily come from revolutionary ideas. Mm-hmm. It comes from reframing what's already going on and making a different meaning out of it. Mm-hmm. That's Viktor Frankl's work, mm-hmm. who was a psychiatrist in Austria during the war, during World War II, lived in the concentration camps and recognized all this suffering is incredibly destructive unless... <laughs> you can attach a different meaning to it, Mm -hmm. which he then posited. If I can look at suffering as it's producing something, it becomes meaningful. Mm -hmm. That's a whole, that's all he did was just change it rather than I'm powerless to it. I have power to how I approach it. Yeah. And so all of these things that we are normally doing as married couples, when it comes to our sex lives, I just need to adjust the meaning. Hmm. I need to adjust how I am approaching it. I need to look at it differently. And then I can start looking at what are my reasons behind this stuff? What am I really seeking? Am I clear about that? That's how I change it. Because a lot of times it really just comes down to the simplicity, not easy all the time, Mm -hmm. but the simplicity of a conversation. You know what, Pam? What is it you, when I do that, do you really like that or not? What is it you really like? Would you like to touch softer or harder? Would you like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, more time, less time? You know, that's just teaching each other how to treat each other, how to approach each other, how to engage with each other. Yeah. And if I can be clean on my response to you, <laughs> then because that can be hard too. It's hard to ask that question. Uh-huh. And then it's hard to be the spouse to answer it sometimes, sometimes, not all the time. But if I think I'm going to respond where it might hurt your feelings, that can be hard. But w- how are we going to get past it? Okay. Right? Perfect, perfect segue before we go straight into the extended content. Because the way I look at this is everything that we're doing is already communicating something. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a marriage where your partner only is interested in sex when you guys are both really tired, and it's usually of their doing because that's the only time it's carved out or the only time they say yes. It's the or, end of the day, whatever. Or it's the only time you really can. Well, that's communicating something. Mm. So then it becomes, is that not hurting your feelings on what's already being communicated? Yeah, you're not making it a priority. Right. That's, that's mm-hmm. still, so I think of that as I'm already communicating something that likely does hurt your feelings. Why don't I just be a little more honest about it? <laughs> and so that... 
at least we both know where we stand better, what, we, what we're really up against. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think of, there's a show way, way back when Shannon was a co-host with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's called The Silence is Killing Me. And I think there were two parts, if I'm remembering. And it's just this memory just triggered in my head okay. of these shows. And I'm not sure exactly if I'm, but I think it was a two-parter actually. And the reason it became a two-parter is because we were just untalking about talking about silence. And she had made an offhanded comment of, you know, when you ask your your spouse a question, in that case, she was talking about her husband. When I mm-hmm. ask my husband this question and he doesn't answer me, then that, I don't, I don't know what I need to do with that. And I jumped right in and said, he's already communicating something though. Right. And but- that totally, I mean, literally on the air, she was like, uh. you are right. <laughs> Yeah, the silence. And now it gets into do I know what they're communicating? Mm -hmm. Do I have the courage to ask clearly? Mm -hmm. What is it? Because I could misperceive it. I don't want to know it or I don't care about it. Well, tell me how those things don't all play out in sex, too. Mm -hmm. What are my reasons for seeking something? Mm -hmm. Well, I may not know it. I may not understand. I may misperceive it or I may not care about your reasons. So all of these things are what are put together to create the issues that can make normal. And if we want to not be normal, I need to look at things differently and approach them differently and have the courage to say so, speak so, act so, and see what happens. Because mm-hmm. that's how we become abnormal. Let's, let's reframe that word too. So abnormal is awesome. I want abnormal sex. That's a little weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's you still, might want to cut that, that part of still, the show. <laughs> that word still has some connotation to it. <laughs> so as we wrap this up, Pam, um, this went all kinds of places. <laughs> it did. I mean, it this did. was one of those trying to read each other through the show. Most people wouldn't, if, if you got a video of this, if we had it videoed, you might see something like, I'm not sure where you're going with that. I'm kind of reading your face okay, or you're reading my face. It. Like, oh, let's see where this thing lands. Kind of like life and sometimes mm. kind of like sex. Yeah. I'm not sure where you're going with that, but let's see where it goes. I mean, <laughs> kind of the way it all I goes. I might like it. <laughs> Who knows? Let's sit back and see. Well, if you like the show, you can help us out by rating and reviewing SMR on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you listen. Your comments help us spread the word about the show and they can help others frame their conversations about what happens behind their closed doors. Transcripts are available in the show notes on each of the episode's pages. All of our advertisers' deals and discount codes are also available on each of the episode's pages at smrnation.com. Just find the individual episode, click on it, and codes, discounts, links all right there in the show notes. Please consider supporting those who support the show. And as we say each and every week, the greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those that you care about. Particularly as we're talking about today, if your spouse doesn't listen, have the courage to listen to this one together. See what kind of conversations that might bring about. Wouldn't be easy, but it might produce some good things. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.